Jesus is still on the throne this morning. How many believe you're going to leave that throne and come back after a church one of these days? And I don't believe it's going to be long, do you? Just don't believe it's going to be long. This morning, we want to share with you just uh, a little bit this morning, my funeral. And, but been it's a Sunday school lesson, and I'm telling you, I felt the Holy Spirit since I walked in this place. And it ain't went nowhere. It's still here this morning. I want to say this morning, if you're here and you're lost, if you need to be saved, and I know you need to be saved, but if you want to be saved, if you want to come up here right now, I don't have to preach. Amen. We'll, we, all I'd rather pray with you is preach to you. That's why the Bible says today's the day of salvation. Tomorrow may be too late. Too late for yesterday. Tomorrow may be too late. That's why he said today is the day. Right now. Today. So if you're here and you're lost this morning, you need to be saved, and you might have once been saved, and people say, well, if you saved once, you always be saved. No. No, you won't. Uh, not according to the Bible, unless you repent. I know the Bible says we all fail and come up short of the glory of God. Amen. Paul said, I die daily. There's none of us perfect this morning. We all fail. We all come up short this morning. But that's why we've got a man called Jesus died for us sitting on that throne this morning at the right hand of the Father interceding for us. I was sitting up here a while ago and looking at my brother-in-law over there. Brother-in-law, I got the... Oh, mine got you going back. It does off pretty often. Long time before this church was built. And I never forgot in the old church over there, the prayer meetings that me and you and Brother Dennis had. I mean, we'd just call one another sometimes and say, can you meet over at the church? And I was always free to come, and they was, come and pray. Now, we had prayer meetings, didn't we, Gene Dale? I mean, we seen things happen. We seen the Holy Ghost move like I've not really seen it since. Prayed the far down. We didn't just pray. For five minutes, we didn't just pray for 10 minutes or 30 minutes or for an hour. But I remember one time we was over and the sun was still high. And we went into church to pray. And we finally got done praying. I mean, we prayed that we would just lay down in the floor. You remember the night the Lord <laughs> gave me the Holy Ghost over at Gene Dale? And, and after bringing a message in a language that I didn't know, but I brought it that night. And I woke up sometime later and I was playing the spirit out there. Don't never doubt God because I did not know. I heard so much controversy on the guilt. And I know Gene Dell, I coming over here that night, I said, God, I wasn't preaching at the time. I was a Sunday school teacher for young people. I wasn't preaching at the time. But I remember coming over here, on my way over here, I said, God, if this thing is real, I said, I want it. You better watch what you ask for. I said, I want it. I want to know whether it's real or I want to know whether it's not real, and I want to know it for myself. We was praying, and all at once something came over me, and I got up, and I don't know what, 30 minutes, Gene Dale, I let it lay out there in tongues. They may not know what I'm saying, but I know what I'm saying. And I'm telling you all at once, they were just a big light came into my mind and I was standing up in that pulpit. I done got off my knees in that pulpit. And I mean all at once, I mean boom, I hit the floor just like that. I, I, I come around probably 30, 40 minutes later, I don't know. I really didn't want to come back when I come back because I mean I was seeing things, feeling things. But I came back and 
Greendale was standing there looking over me. Finally got up, interpreted the message God gave him. And I told Greendale, I said, I guess that some of these people at the church had passed by. I said, they'd have probably sold me out of here. Greendale looked at me, and I'll never forget get this, Greendale. He said, there's not enough people, and there wasn't enough devils in hell to lay a hand on you. He said they were a big light shining around you. I remember them times, brother, and I'm looking forward to them again. Prayer is the most powerful weapon that we have today, and we use it less than any weapon that we have. Well, I didn't know that was going that way, but it went. And hit a land where it hit at. Jesus said, my word will not return to me, Lord, but it will accomplish where I've sent it to, and it'll do what I've sent it to do. Amen, this morning. God is after some people today. Amen. They're thinking about it. They're thinking about it. I was sitting there and I've run all week. I didn't know which way I was going and where I was going sometimes. That's why I take my wife with me to tell me where I'm going. <laughs> but I sat down there yesterday evening and, and uh, I got a text reminding me not to forget Paul's birthday. Now, I may have forgot his birthday, but I didn't forget the invitation to come and eat. I didn't really care about him having a birthday. I just cared about <laughs> about the food, you know. Just fooling, Brother Paul. <laughs> I was warned not to, and when a woman warns me not to tell something, I don't tell something. I'm not, I may be old, but I'm not stupid. But somebody asked me back there, said, uh, well, where are you going to start at in the Scripture? I said, I'll tell you when I get up there. And I've done something that I don't never do. I ain't got a message rolled out, but I just had a, something came to me was on my heart and mind and, and uh, on a message, and I got to thinking about it. And I got to thinking about people today and people is people, amen? People has always been people. People will always be people. Some people you may help change, some people you may not. But I got to thinking about something that every one of us has in us. Every one of us has it in us. And that is a desire for something or a desire for something. And that word desire came to me and I got to thinking about it and I got to looking about it. And I got the Webster Dictionary out and I finally found it when I learned to spell it. What desire this is just two or three of the things that desire says. 
it says to wish earnestly for something. To wish earnestly. Think about it. Desire. It also says desire means to crave something. And then another one is be in a state, to be in a state of desire. Don't lose a desire for what God has laid on your heart. And I like the other one. And desire means to have a petition or a prayer. A petition is a request you send up to God. Or a prayer. A desire. And so I didn't get a scripture for it because I had a lot of them. I not get but one or two of them. But when they asked me, said, what you want to put on the board? And I said, the message is going to be, what is your desire? Is that what's up there? What is your desire? How many has desires this morning? Well, just four or five. Not, maybe I, I just can't hear. Maybe I can't talk loud enough. How many of you has got a desire this morning? If you don't have a desire this morning for something, then you're either lying or you're dead. So the question is, what is your desire this morning? And God asked me this question, Brother Larry. He said, son, what is your desire? And I got to thinking about that word desire, and I got to thinking, what is my number one desire? And I thought, well, my number one desire is to get closer to Jesus and to be more obedient to Jesus, and to do what more what Jesus tells me to do. That's my greatest desire. Does anybody have a desire to get closer to the Lord today than what they really are? If we have that desire, then what is stopping us, Tony, from getting closer to God than what we've ever been? I know these many storms come through our lives today, I mean, their storms rolls in, but think about it. The storms rolls in and the storms rolls out. That is life. As long as we're in this flesh, we're going to have storms that's going to show up in our life. And the older we get, I think the more storms that we have come our way. And then I thought, well, then God said, what is your next desire, second desire? And I said, God, my second desire is to see my children and my grandchildren, my brothers, my sisters, my nephews, my nieces, and all of my kinfolks come to know Jesus. That is my main desire, or the second main desire that I have. In order for the second desire to work, my first desire 
I've got to have my priorities uh, in line before any of the rest of my desires will work. So the Bible said our desire or our to get our uh, 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 whatever in you know in line is we've got to put Jesus first in our life. Do you have a desire to do that this morning? Or do you have a desire just to do it every once in a while? Do you have a desire to put Jesus first in your life when you get sick and you get down and you get out? Then you start crying out and calling out to Jesus. There's a lot of people out here today in the last two and a half or whatever years it's been that lost the desire that they used to have to come to God's house and to worship God. You say, preacher, I've not lost my desire. But they have lost their desire. It's easy to lose your desire to go to God's house. Amen. It's a whole lot easier for your desire is to lay at home in the morning uh, and pick up a phone uh, and pull it up on Facebook and sit there and drink your coffee and eat your donuts uh, and sit right back there. Uh, and most people, or not most, but a lot of people today, uh, that's their desire is to sit at home uh, and not get up and get ready. It takes a little effort, uh, hey man, to fulfill the desire of serving God, hey man. You've got to get up and do something, uh, hey man, if you're going to get blessed out of it. Now, I know it's a whole lot easier, Larry, to sit at home and watch it on the Facebook, hey man, or listen to it on the It's a whole lot easier. You don't have to get up. You don't have to take a bath. You don't have to... Uh, put on clothes, you don't have to get the effort to get out on a cold morning. Uh, when you get out of a warm bed, it's a whole lot easier uh, to have the desire just to stay at home uh, and not do nothing except what I'm going to tell you, my friend, today. If we got to get the desire to see Jesus, uh, we're going to put forth an effort to get up uh, and dress up and get out to God's house. Amen. That's why God said to forsake not to assemble yourselves in the house of the Lord as the latter days are approaching such as some already is. The people has lost the desire. And you know people has lost the desire. I'm afraid you and I have lost some of our desire to meet Call up one another and say, can you meet over at the church and let's pray. Even though we know what God has done in the past, but where did we lose our desire at down the road? Where did people lose their desire at to come to God's house and to worship the Lord? Amen. I've had people to tell me, well, brother Al, it really bothered me when I missed the first Sunday. It, it really did bother me. And then I missed the second Sunday. And it bothered me some. 
by the time the third Sunday rolled around, I just didn't have the desire to get up and go to church. Is that a Christian way to live? We've got to put forth an effort, hey man, if we're going to see the desires of our hearts filled, and God said he would give us the desires of our heart uh, as long as we followed him and was obedient to him, uh, amen. Uh, he don't want to see your children die lost and go to hell. That's not, he said, it's not my will that any should perish, uh, but all would come to repentance and have eternal life. They sang a song sometimes, some of them you too, uh, the first million years. We say here and we say, well, a million years is a long time. Uh, but a long time, if time lasted a million years, time is going to run out. But I'm going to go one day to a place uh, where there's no end to eternity at. Hey, man, uh, a million years, uh, we'll just begin to live. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to give God a praise in his house. I'm talking about and pray and say, God, put that desire back in my heart that I once had in my heart. And if people will get the desire back in their heart that they once had, uh, this house and not only this house, if everybody get that desire every church up and down the road, uh, you wouldn't pass on Sunday night and not see no lights there. Uh, you wouldn't pass on Sunday morning uh, and see a half a dozen vehicles there. Uh, like you used to when the parking lot would be full. Uh, you wouldn't see it. Uh, and we are blessed here. Uh, and we sit back like, well, uh, we're blessed enough. Amen. When we lose a desire to share the gospel with others, and we lose a desire to see our family saved, and we see the desire, lose a desire uh, to Come out to God's house if it means suffering a little bit. Until we get that desire back in our hearts that we once had, then we ain't going to see a lot happen. Thank God for that revival. Thank God for the two revivals I went I guess back to back. I run up on Kyle Riddle down there and his family history down at Walmart. I, and he hollered me, and I went up there and got to talking to him, and that man is still having revival. And me and him just had revival together there. His wife, finally, I think, walked off from us. Oh, <laughs> she didn't want to listen to us for a while. I don't judge a revival. I don't rejudge, how do I want to say, I don't, I don't look and judge a revival if it's three-night revival, I don't judge what kind of revival we've had. If we've got people saved or got needs met, I don't judge it, the three-night revival that we have, then what kind of revival that we had. We had good revival services. But if we had a good revival, it's going to show up next week, the next week, the next week. Every time we come through them doors, just like y'all said this morning, you felt the spirit since we walked into this door. Revival is when the church gets revived, then we're going to see lost people come in and get saved. Can somebody say amen? And like I told y'all that the night before revival was here, I asked the question, where did the revival start? 
In revival, you said start it within us, and it does start within us. I have been to revival, a three-night or five-night revival, and I have done a few of them, and it take about three out of the five nights to get the church revived uh, to where we can have church, amen. Is that the way it's supposed to be? A church needs to stay revived, and a church can stay revived uh, if the church has a desire to stay revived. I ain't preached a word of what I've been and I like it that way. You may not, but I like it that way. When Jesus said, you just follow me. I've, you won't believe the time I've said, put in on this message. I'm thinking all the time, this is what God wants. And I've got part of it. I've got the title of it there. What is your desire? How many of you got up this morning and really excited about being a Sabbath day? Was really looking forward to coming to church? Really looking forward, not just coming to church, but being part of the church for worship and song and in the Word? And then Sunday school out. How many of us got up this morning and the old devil said, it's cold. Flu is going around everywhere. Why don't you just stay at home? Did the devil tell anybody? Are they going to buy it? But the devil tell anybody, try to get anybody to stay at home. I see a lot of hands shaking. I see He did me too, Tony. He did me too. I got up about 15 after 6 and I come through the house and I made me some coffee and I was nice to my wife. I let her stay in the bed. Usually I go around and holler, I'm hungry. And she desires, she desires by her. But I had it that I needed. And I sat down there and I got to think, think boy, it's dangerous. But just think about, do you have the desire today you have when you first got saved to come out to God's house and to worship God? Do you have that desire? Are you excited today about going to church as you was when you first got saved? You remember when you first got saved? Man, I remember when I first got saved, I'm telling you what, I just bawled like a baby. Down there at that mill, and I was running that loader, and I'd go over the hill. When I got saved, I didn't come up a shout, a big explosion or nothing. But when I come up, I know that I turned my life over to Jesus Christ. And I know I felt like they were a tractor and trailer and pulled off of my chest. And all I could do was cry. I'd get on that loader and I'd go over the hill. And I'd just hit them brakes. And I mean, I'd just fall. And I was one brother Dean. And I've been mistreated a lot in life uh, in places I shouldn't have been. And, uh, but I won't go there. But I thought, well, a grown man just don't cry. And you could, I believe you could have killed me, but you couldn't have made me cry. Because that was what I believed, you know. And sometimes I guess it wouldn't hurt me bad if I had a cried. But but that day, I, nobody didn't beat me up. Uh, but I'm telling you what, I just feel I can't explain what I felt like when I come up from there that day down there at that sawmill. And I cried or bawled all evening. I, and I went home and went in. And my wife, that was a surprise to her to see me come home right after work. Uh, and I walked in the house and I never will remember to uh, forget it with you, honey. I walked in and I just sat down in the chair and I just bawled. I was bawling like a newborn calf. And my wife come through there and she, I know she was in shock. And she came over and she said, honey, she said, what's wrong with you? And I just shake my head. She said, somebody done something to you? And somebody said something to you? I just shake my head. I love, 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 and spots, not flying everywhere. She said, well, what in the world is the matter with you? And I was sniffing like a little baby just got spanked, you know. I said, honey, I said, I got saved today. I'll never forget it. She came and she said, what did you say? I said, honey, I got saved today. She had her a spell. Timmy came, he was about 15, 16, something like that. He came running through the house. She'd seen Dad come in drunk crazy before. He'd come running through there like a bouncer. He said, what's going on in here? My wife looked at him and said, your daddy just told me you got saved today, Timmy. 
He said, what? He said, your daddy just told me he got saved tonight. Well, he had him a spell. We all had a spell. Lucille Cross Road, my mother-in-law, and I'd go in sometime, and here she'd come, then I'd run her off back across the road. I was mean. I thought I was. She'd come over that night. <clears throat> she opened the door. She didn't come in. She just opened the door. She said, what's going in, going on over here? I never hear the lie. And my wife told her. She said, Ralph got saved tonight. What? Ralph got saved tonight. And I was sitting there bawling like a newborn baby. She got to shouting out in the yard. And I know people thought, well, somebody's died down at Ralph's house or he killed somebody or somebody killed him. i tell you what happened. I lost that desire of serving the devil. I lost the desire to go to the honky-tonk. I lost the desire to go to the uh, uh, to the dance hall. I lost the desire to go to the bootleggers. I lost the desire to go to Louisville and Bar Hop and Barrel, you know. And I we just went to Indianapolis, hooked up my brother-in-law, and we'd go to Indianapolis. So that was a good place you could get killed in a hurry at. But I didn't care, and I wasn't afraid. But that day, I lost all them desires to go to them places. Lost all them desires to go to them places and quit doing all them things. And God put a new desire in my heart. Put a new desire in my heart. I didn't love nobody. I didn't even love myself. But when Jesus Christ came into my life, he put a love in me. I loved my worst enemies out there. Didn't love their ways, but I loved their souls. I didn't want to see nobody go to hell. I still don't want to see nobody go to hell. But I can tell you one thing, in 1983 on April, on the Thursday on April the 27th or 28th, uh, Jesus changed my life. And let me, I got good news for you. If you're here and you're lost and don't know Jesus Christ, uh, He'll change yours. That same God changed my life. He will change yours this morning. You say, well, preacher, I'm not really where I need to be. Uh, well, right here's a good place to get back to where God wants you at. There's nothing wrong in rededicating your life. But what is wrong? Not to be happy serving the Lord. Not being happy and satisfied with Jesus Christ. Uh, all these other things, Brother Dean, I had down through the years. Uh, I wanted alcohol. I wanted this. I wanted that. And I got it. I thought I'm not going to run here. And I believe somebody wrote that song about me, Brother Mark. Uh, I thought I was a mighty big man. Nobody can tell me where to go. Nobody can tell me what to do. I thought I had it made, but boy, was I wrong. When Jesus said, enough's enough, he put me down on my knees, amen, and he changed my life that day. And don't you think Jesus will not get your attention? You cannot cover up. You cannot hide it from the Lord. You may hide it from the preacher. You may hide it from your spouse. You might hide it from your church. Well, let me tell you something. You ain't got nothing hid from God that he don't know about. The day would be a good day for somebody to rededicate their life or get back to the Lord and quit listening to the devil saying we're all right, we're all right when we know that we're not. Don't have the desire that we once had to serve the Lord. If everybody will get that desire to serve God, could you imagine where God would take this place? We may have to open up a church across the road. 
how-to church. Lord, wouldn't you desire to see that happen? And you, how many believe that could happen? It can. God's saying it's up to you and you and you and you. See, it's come get a song. God said, that's it, I'm done. And when God's done, I've got to stop. What is your desire this morning? What is your desire this morning? Would you stand with us this morning? Would you just bow your heads here for a moment or two? Just bow your heads. Now let me say this. Jesus is going to pass up and down every body that's on a pew. He's not just going to pass by you altogether. But he's going to stop and he's going to ask you this question. He already knows. But he's going to ask you if you would like to get closer to him. If you're lost, He's going to give you an invitation to come and start your life in you with Jesus. Just listen for the Holy Spirit. And He is, I promise you, He's going to pass in. I promise you that you will know that it's Him as they sang a song this morning. If you need to pray, we'll pray with you. If you want to just come and talk to Jesus yourself, that's fine. But either way, you need Jesus this morning.